you need a high-ticket offer, they tell you. Well, that's what they told me, at least. When I brought up why I thought it would be a good idea to start with a low-ticket offer, I was told that it was a complete waste of time by the coaches that I had. So I ignored my gut until I didn't. (laughs) I created a low-ticket offer as a bridge to my premium offers, and it felt so good. It allowed me to stay in alignment with my values, and it helped me stay authentic with my clients. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneurial journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a marketing and branding consultancy. And I am super, super excited to talk about the value ladder today. There are a lot of opinions around it, you know, high ticket, low ticket. Do you even need a value ladder? And honestly, based on not just my own experience, but the experience of clients and, you know, the sharing of some of my business buddies. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You really do need one um, if you are going to continue to operate or begin to operate as an ethical coaching or consulting business to stay in alignment with your brand values as well as a way to protect your authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to get into all of that for sure. But, you know, it's just we've all heard, oh, what's your high ticket offer? Like you need a high ticket offer, all of that, you know. Uh, But what about using a low ticket offer to introduce people to your brand, to bring them into your world, your universe. Many people go into a high ticket program only to be disappointed because it wasn't what they expected. Maybe you weren't what they expected. And, you know, it's not to say that they come out of it saying that the program point blank doesn't have value, but it's just that they expected something different. And I've, I've had both sides. I've had programs I've gone into that were just period. I was like, not only was this not what I expected, this wasn't valuable to me at least. Uh, But also, you know, this wasn't what I expected. It's valuable, but it wasn't what I expected. And you don't want your clients to experience any surprises, at least not any, you know, as long as they're good surprise, like you're going to send them a present. That's a good surprise. Them not getting what they thought they were supposed to get. That's not a good surprise. So Another thing to consider, though, is have you ever had a client that you just did not vibe with? Like y'all's personalities were just not, you know, they weren't vibing together. And and you bring them into your high ticket, you know, 10 week program. And that means you're both suffering. Right. Wouldn't it have been better to know that ahead of time? And so that's, you know, these are some of the things that a value ladder can help you with. So first and foremost, it can protect your client experience. If you do small group training or small group coaching and someone isn't happy with what what they bought, 
that can bring down the experience for everyone. Or if you've got somebody in your small group program, I mean, it could be that you're running a big evergreen program. I don't know, but I'm hoping if you've been listening for a while, maybe you're rethinking those big evergreen programs, but I digress. So let's say you've got a small group program and that person is unhappy, that brings down the experience for everyone. If that person isn't in the right phase of their business or isn't at the right mindset level, that also brings down the experience for your other clients. A value ladder can help people decide if they want to pick up what you're putting down at a lower cost to both of you, right? So having, and by value ladder, I'm just assuming like there's an entry point. So what's the entry point into your brand, into your universe, right? And, you know, they have to be approved, if you will, to go into, into travel deeper into your brand. And so the idea is that if they don't like your intro offer, they would absolutely choke on the offers that come after that. And that's true for my, my own things. My entry points, anything I designate as an initial point of entry an egress or an ingress point rather into my brand. That is is meant as a check. It's a check for me, but it's also a check for you. Like if you're if you're buying one of my workshops, you're going to attend one of my workshops. Uh, that's a testing point as well for you. So leading into that, that uh, your value ladder can help you filter out clients who aren't a good fit. Maybe they're a good fit for some of your initial programs, but they're not a good fit for subsequent programs. And that's okay. But by having that value ladder, it gives you an opportunity to still serve while making sure that everything is in alignment, that it's in alignment for their business and it's also in alignment for yours. Your initial like testing points, your ingress points can help you do market research to develop and improve programs. So you could develop a new program based on a small offering that you've put out into the market, or you can continue to improve programs that you already have. And it's a smaller commitment, not just for your your clients. It's a smaller commitment for you. How wonderful is it to be able to test an idea, a new concept with, the you know, say, hey, we're going to do like a, a workshop a few hours long, or maybe it's like a two-day workshop, a workshop spread out over a couple of days. That's a much easier commitment for you than to say, hey, like I've developed this full like 12 week, six month, one year long program. And this and the point of ingress is that program. <laughs> like that's that's quite a commitment on both sides. And you haven't done any testing. One of my favorites as a marketing and branding strategist, this is one of my favorites. Having your value ladder can actually help you tighten up your front end. Your, and by front end, I mean your external facing marketing. So when you check out Ruthie's channels, when you check out Defy the Status Quo channels, you largely see us or you mostly see us talk about uh, the Y Workshop, which is a point of ingress for the Defy the Status Quo brand, as well as what we're talking about now is the One Take Technique Workshop. And that's another, a new point of ingress for the Defy the Status Quo brand. And what that means is that we, as a team, get to focus on marketing the workshops. And the Y the Workshop is now a course. So we focus on marketing the Y Workshop course as well as what will be the live one-take technique workshop. And so we focus our marketing around that. And the you can find information on some on the programs, you know, online, but the idea is that what you largely see is the points of ingress that we would like you to attend, that I would like you to attend, to participate in, to determine whether or not Defy the Status Quo is a good fit for you. And it also helps me decide that. So let's take a look at what a good value ladder can look like. And I think uh, a lot of my 
Uh, coaching and consulting friends will probably appreciate this episode because it's not cookie cutter. It's just my my general recommendations. Please understand anytime you listen to the podcast, either I'm sharing deep personal insights that I've gleaned and experienced in my own business. I'm sharing general advice based on my experience working with clients. Uh, so what you're hearing right now, what you're about to hear is general advice. If you want to talk about what your value ladder might look like in terms of, you know, it authentically representing your brand and being in alignment with your brand values, that is a one-to-one conversation. So please just keep that in mind. So first and foremost, know your audience. You know what they're willing to expect uh, or you know what they're willing to pay. You know what they expect to pay. And if you don't know that, then you should experiment. Uh, if you don't have a value ladder yet, good news, a value ladder can be built in real time. And what I mean by that is that as you build one piece, you use the information, the market research that you've been able to do it, as you're executing that first piece to build the subsequent piece, maybe subsequent pieces. Okay. So you can run a workshop and talk to people about what they would need next. Like you've got some ideas. And that's one of the big things that I've been doing um, that I've been encouraging clients to do is to actually get feedback from people who've been willing to opt in and pay in exchange for your knowledge, in exchange for your uh, guidance, in exchange for your coaching, in exchange for your consulting. These are the people that you need to be talking to because they they already saw something in you that they were willing to pay for. They were willing to offer up that financial energy right? Money is is energy just like anything else. So we're looking at financial energy there. So if you're looking at the first step to your value ladder, what works really well might be a small workshop or like a masterclass. Uh, if you do this live, so not a course, I know I have a course, right? But I'm, like I said, we just started uh, marketing last week, the one take, one take technique uh, for authentic video workshop. So, and that will be run live. And if you do your initial ingress points live, and those ingress points, again, workshop, masterclass, something like that, if you do them live, then the relationships develop faster between you and the participants as well as among the participants themselves because they get an opportunity to share, they get an opportunity to ask questions, uh, they're in the chat together, um, all types of stuff. So this initial offer, this initial ingress, remember, it's an ingress point and it's a value ladder. So don't be doing something all way far off in the corner when your value ladder is in the center of the room. This initial offer should tie directly into your next offer. It should logically flow like, of course, this is what I need. And again, you may not get this right the first time. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it right the first time. So just keep in mind, it should it should directly tie to your next offer. Uh, you definitely want to cap the number of attendees for a better experience for everyone. If you want to talk to hundreds of people, go do a speaking event. <laughs> go apply, submit some speaker proposals so you can talk to hundreds of people or commit to running a webinar. But I, I don't see myself running any webinars and I don't necessarily see myself. I haven't attended a webinar in a long ass time. So if you want to talk to hundreds of people, then run a webinar. If you want to connect deeply with people, you know, at least to give them a, a really good sense of who you are and, and what it is that you do and what it is you're bringing to the table, cap 
your ingress point, cap your workshop, cap your masterclass. I have found the best caps to be, you know, somewhere between five and 10 people, depending on what it is that you're doing. So the Y workshop, when it was run live, and it may be run live again in the future, but the Y workshop, uh, I ran it the first time with 10 people and it was amazing, but I was so drained afterwards. The next time it ran, I decided to, uh, actually I hadn't capped it yet, but three people came to that one. And even before it ran, my brain was trying to look for like, why might this be good instead of, you know, being disappointed that I not sell all 10 seats this time. And I was like, well, I'll have more time with everyone. Or maybe the workshop itself will even be shorter. That might be nice. Guess what? The workshop still ran for the full three hours with those three people. But when we were done, I felt like I could fly. I was not drained and everyone had plenty of time to share and we were able to get really deep. So after that, I capped the Y workshop attendance at five seats. And that was a really optimal experience. So I share that just to to encourage you to experiment and see what feels good, what feels right, get feedback uh, so you can create the best experience possible. People should walk away with something tangible. So keep your scope tight on this ingress point. You do not want to have, you know, just just this huge, if you're thinking, imagine an entryway. Imagine an entryway. What we're looking for is a single door entryway, nice and tight. What you don't want is, you know, like a huge garage door type of opening where people could just run right past you into your brand, into your client experience, because uh, a client experience is co-created between you and the people who are participating. And if again, if you're running anything that's got small groups in it, then it's co-created between you and the participants and everybody is equally co-creating that experience. So you want to make sure that you control the entry, the entry point there. That's what an ingress point is, by the way. (laughs) So in terms of budget, like I said, know your audience. That's how I started this section, but know your audience. So you know what they're willing and expect to pay, uh, or you know what they're willing to pay, you know what they expect to pay. So it might be somewhere between like $50 to attend something, but it could be $300 to attend or or $500. Maybe you're running an event, right? And so they're expecting, oh, okay, I like have $500 for this event. That makes sense. Uh, it could, And again, know your audience. If, if we sit down and you're like, this is my audience, boom, 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 then it may make sense for your ingress point to be $1,000, So it's just what makes sense for your audience. So remember, everything here is general advice. So what comes after that? And remember, what comes after that ties directly, like everything should flow together. They should all be connected. And so you may have more than one value ladder within your business, but we're going to assume that you've got one for the sake of, you know, this exercise (laughs) that I'm walking you through. So the next offer that you present, it's directly related to that initial ingress point for your attendees, and you are offering it to the attendees. You're not necessarily blasting it all over your social media. Uh, so this could be your full-blown, like, this is my big offer, my high-ticket offer, or it could be a middle offer. It could be what comes next but is not the end. Does that make sense? So really, this is all up to you. It depends on where you're at in your business. Maybe you are going to develop this based on feedback from your workshop or masterclass, which is totally fine. I've done that as well. Uh, But at this point, people who choose to opt in, people who are like, yes, I want to move forward. I want to take the next step. They are really being drawn into your brand now. They have an idea of what to expect. They've kind of like, okay, this is this is Ruthie and her mannerisms. This is, you know, this coach and their mannerisms or this consultant and all their different quirks and some of the things that that they value and they believe in. 
but you're going to start to really introduce some new concepts and new ideas at this point. And this is great and it's exciting because they've already opted in. They've already decided that they know, like, and trust you enough to move into your middle offer or to your like final offer. So what you put here, this this is like when I said this is really up to you and where you're at in your development of your your coaching or consulting business, I meant it. Uh, I've done my brand core boot camp as a next offer, which is a five week uh, dive into your brand, develop it out and and really look at things, your brand core, i.e. the brand core boot camp. And that's five weeks. I've done my Supernova brand program, which is for anybody who's a bit further along and they're not just they don't just want to kind of lay the foundation of the brand. What they're looking to do is solidify that foundation and to really build it up into something that's got a full personality. And that's a 12 week program at the at the longest. The Supernova brand program is a 12 week program. Uh, and the next offer I'm going to make is going to be a four to six month incubator program for authentic video. So. That is just kind of some examples of how this can look. So my point in sharing that with you is not to talk about my great programs, although it did serve that purpose as well. <laughs> but the point is I'm sharing that because notice the timeframes I shared. The first one was five weeks. The second one was 12 weeks. The third one's going to be somewhere between four and six months. And so I'm sharing that with you to show that it really is up to you. Now, that could be an offer that's $1,000. That could be an offer. If it's your final offer, it could be $15,000 or twenty or $25,000. Uh, but, it, you know, most, for most people, it may end up being somewhere between five and 10 as like their middle offer, right? And so finally, if you've got an offer beyond that middle offer, this is like your full offer or your dream offer, like it, it very, very exclusive. You're going to carefully examine who it is you're going to let into this, this offer, that could be offered directly after your your middle offer is done, right? So you could offer this to clients once they finish that second program. Uh, for this one, you are going to like just really pull out all the stops. You're going to be very vulnerable and open in terms of the foundations of your own brand and the principles that you infuse into your work with clients. Uh, this is where we get deep into those, you know, if you're a coach or a consultant, some of those deep like industry uh, beliefs and maybe even personal or professional beliefs, you're going to give them everything you've got in this offer. So this could be a VIP day or a VIP program. It could be some type of no holds barred service. Like we are just going to do everything for you. Don't lift up, like don't even lift up a pencil. We've got somebody to take your notes. It could be an amazing retreat. And so this will be the upper end of what you charge. So upper end of what you charge. So if the upper end of what you charge is 15K, then that would be here. If the upper end of what you offer is 25K, then that would be here. If the upper end of what you offer is 100K, $100,000, then that would be here. Because again, it's, it's revenue as a result. So I've talked numbers here, but keep in mind, it's revenue as a result. And it's not just the result that you believe you can get. It's the result that your clients believe that you can help them get. Okay. So the way that this helps you stay, I think, you know, I kind of wove it through, but I'm going to close with explaining how this helps you stay in alignment and how it helps you stay authentic. When you're in alignment, you're in alignment with your brand values. You're in alignment with whatever spiritual practices that, that you practice uh, you're in alignment with your personal values. And so do you feel good 
taking $10,000 from someone without having at least a, a good idea of who they are and what they do. And a workshop gives you, or a masterclass gives you an opportunity to present something on your end and live, like in a live way, observe and, and understand potential clients' interactions with your brand and what it is that you're offering. It gives them an opportunity to joyfully opt in to traveling deeper into your brand. So you do not have to drag them kicking and screaming because that's unethical. They joyfully opt in. What a brilliant thing. And in terms of authenticity, they're not coming into your middle or your, your dream offers and being unhappy, which then can cause you to question yourself. If they go through that initial offer and they don't like it, then they're going to choke on the subsequent parts of your offer, which means if they don't like it, they're probably not going to choose to come in. If you know they're not a good fit, then you can say, hey, I don't think this is a good fit for you. And you have reasons why, because you've spent some time interacting with them outside of you know, a, very, a highly structured and potentially manipulative sales call. So a value ladder really helps you stay in alignment. It really helps protect your authenticity. It helps protect you and allows you to be vulnerable in your business to really show up and give it everything you've got for people who appreciate it, for people who find it valuable. Right. And again, it kind of helps prevent those those doubts from being injected because you had one client who had a bad experience or several clients who had a bad experience because you let them in when maybe you shouldn't have once you got to know them a bit better. So I hope you got something out of this uh, episode. If you have a value ladder and you've had a good experience or or you ditched your value ladder and you want to talk about that, I would love to explore that with you. Uh, just to, you know, get more knowledge and information. Again, it helps me as a professional, but I bet our discussion would help you too. So thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.